to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, topics, stipulations, first down, plate it. Presenting topics for kind, easy to time, braid it. Facts, keys to the city, we are locking the statements. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. What a show we got for you today. We will be joined by the once again great Joe Aguirre to talk New York Yankee baseball. Toutman out for the year. The injury bug consistent with the New York Yankees. And when Stanton coming back, does he have the organization's trust? We'll talk about that as well. And you know Joe has something up his sleeve. We'll talk about Brian Cashman. Great contracts but also some mistakes. We'll talk about that all with Joe. And then we'll talk college football. First two weeks looked good so far. We'll talk about the teams that have looked great and the teams that have the concerns. Speaking of teams that have concerns, Ted, that's our New York football giants. This offseason, a very intriguing offseason for this team. They finally draft a franchise quarterback that we've desperately been looking for. Okay, check. You trade away your best offensive player at the time to go back to the New York Giant football way, which is, Ted, running the football, pressuring the quarterback, and winning inside the trenches. Well, this past Sunday, none of that was shown, displayed. The defense was nowhere to be found. Saquon Barkley was literally nowhere to be found. Well, he was found. He, he was, was the, found, he was on the field. but what I mean by nowhere to be found, it's 15 touches for your best player, and if not the best offensive player in the game, non-quarterback, Saquon Barkley gets 15 touches against the Dallas Cowboys. If you're trying to rest him and all this stuff, Shermer comes out and says all this stuff, yada, yada, yada. Ladies and gentlemen, when you have that great of a talent on offense and you are running your offense around him, you made all these moves. You trade for Zeidler. You traded Beckham. You traded Vernon. You made all these moves to say that Barkley will be the face of your franchise. And you're telling me week one he gets the ball 15 touches? Well, that's what David Gettleman told us. We are going to build a running team. And, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. For 11 carries, 120 yards... First carry of the year, he gets a 59-yard no, no. run. No, no, so, that was a pass that he dropped the ball. He fumbled for the first time. But his first rushing attempt this year goes for 59 yards. He only got the ball 13 more other times after that. First two plays go to him the next 13 plays. Ted, my biggest thing is you see these great weapons in the NFL. Receivers, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, uh, Julio Jones, Beckham, Antonio Brown, even those, these great players. Then you look at the running back, Zeke, uh, McCaffrey. Uh, give me some. Um, Jamison Crowder Jam- had 14 catches last David week. Johnson, these great backs, Alvin Kamara, all had something in common. The teams got, with the exception of Zeke, because of coming back, with the exception of him, all those players got the ball. Because they're their best offensive well, players. They're some of their best players. The reason why I the said Jamison Crow- Crowder because well, I use him as a slot receiver. And think about this. He had 14 catches in a game, right? The same amount of attempts Saquon had. 
and th- there should be no comparison. Saquon Barkley and Jamison Crowder are not in the same conversation. But you're you're 100 right. You know, we saw this week in a press conference, Cam Newton kind of jokingly, and I think a little in a jealous manner, him joking with Norv Turner, the offensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers, speaking about Christian McCaffrey and how many times he touched the ball in Wax Week's game against the Los Angeles Rams. He had he had over 10 catches. He had 29 over 20 att- 29 touches yesterday. Or on Sunday. So when everybody wants to bash the Giants for the moves they made in the offseason, okay, I'm taking. That's understandable. They're going to get a lot of heat. But when you come into the new year with all those moves and all the past moves that you've made, and you decide you're going to, you've predicated on running the football and getting back to New York Giant football style of play, and you decide to give your best player the ball 15 times. I know about that. You do. But 15 times? We use him as a decoy. And I don't care about the no, decoy. See, he, should be in, he should be on the field if he's not. And you said, oh, he shouldn't get the ball every play. That's fine. But he should be on the field at all costs. Christian McCaffrey had to be on that field almost. No, he was on the. No, I'll, I'll give you the exact stat. He was on the field 100% of the time. 100% of the time. The and New he, York and, Gi- he, and he had 46.5% of the plays on, uh, that on he Sunday. touched the ball on Sunday. on Sunday. Saquon touched the ball less than, 20, less than 28%. Look, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, here, here's, the, here's what Shermer said before you get into it. Shermer said that the game predicated for him not touching, in the sense that. They were down, so they didn't use them. They, they threw the ball more. And that in the second quarter, where they thoroughly got dominated by Dallas Cowboys, they didn't run the ball. Now, that doesn't mean you, he shouldn't be touching the ball. Listen, he's one of the best receivers. Listen, he's the best receiver on the Giants. Okay. He's the best running back in the league. You've got to find ways to get him the ball. I mean, we saw it, and I'm not taking away from what we're talking about with the Giants. But I read an article last night, and they were talking about the Saints. And they were talking about Latavius Murray. And Latavius Murray got used late in the game for the Saints. Mm-hmm. But when the game got in press and needs, they took Latavius Murray out, and they started feeding because you, They look, started feeding Kamara the ball. They got I him the ball in the screen. I can't, they ran the ball. You got, listen, Barkley, I said this to you last night. Barkley minimum, minimum. Has to touch the ball 20 times a game. I don't care how every... Not, 20, not, not even Barkley, but these these great players, these great offensive players. the best players, players in the game should need, be touching the ball. They need we, to be on the field. And I told you last night, and we discussed it, and you said he's not going to get the ball 30 times. Okay, but he should be on the field 100% of the time. There's two plays that come to mind. It's late in the game. It's 28 to 10. The Giants are driving. You got a third and two. You have... No, it was a third and one. You have Elijah Penny. You have Elijah Penny. And then you decide to run a play action with a quarterback that can't move for his life. And Saquon Barkley's nowhere to be found in those situations. So when you consistently harped on it that you made these moves in the offseason to get back to the way you were great at in the 80s, in the 90s, and in the 2000s, 2010s, winning Super Bowls because of what you ran the football, you played great defense, and none of that was on display on Sunday, and there was opportunities for the yes. Listen, it this doesn't is what help. the Giants need to do. It does feed him the ball. It doesn't it, help that the Giants' defense was atrocious. Couldn't stop anything. Couldn't stop a cold. They couldn't stop one thing. No pass rush. Hold on. No secondary. The secondary got torched. It doesn't help that you're up seven nothing. Dallas goes for the next five drives, scores on every drive. Look, when you have an offense. 
that lacks the potential, star potential. You got some players. Golden Tate out for four games. Sterling Shepard, a nice piece. Evan Ingram is a great piece. But when you have players, you lack that depth in talent. You have to give your best players the ball. And when you put a when you don't put your put the ball in your best player like a Saquon Barkley, you're not going to be successful. You're not going to win. I'm sorry. But when you see Eli Manning throwing 30 for 44, that's nice. But realistically, 30 for 44 for a 38-year-old quarterback that some people say is all done with, you have to be getting the ball to Saquon Barkley. He has to be in 100% of the time on your offensive snaps. Now, what I was looking for, and I found it on my phone, and I took this picture the other day, Giants defense allowed five straight touchdown drives of 75, 93, 83, 75, and 89 yards after taking the 7 nothing lead. Is that, that good? That's not great. That's not good at all. <laughs> that's what we're trying to say is that when you have a defense, a young defense, that's good going to struggle you have to be able to have your best players on the field so you can try to do what now I now I know Dallas is one of the best teams in the league and they probably are one of the deepest teams and most talented teams in the league all around but you have to continue to have Saquon Barkley in. I can't stress. I, just, I can't stress enough. When you see the Saints, who are a better team than the Giants, the Panthers, who are a better team than the Giants, that are using the Rams, teams that have these great running backs, and you're and even the Jets, and you're not using Saquon Barkley to his full potential. When you see guys like Christian McCaffrey and Kamara okay. dominating, you have to get him the ball to stand a chance and even not even winning. But just being competitive. I, listen, I never understood the mantra of we're going to use him as a decoy or we're going to save him. Listen, running backs' years are short-lived. We oh, know yeah. that. Especially it's, nowadays. It's six to eight years max, okay? So we got last year, this year, and maybe five to six more years of great Saquon Barkley. Use him. have to use him. Use him. Now, get, getting Saquon the ball 25 times, was that going to make it a difference in the game? Absolutely not. It probably doesn't change anything in the game. They probably still still go on to lose, but just knowing that he had the ball in his hands or playing on the or being on the field, okay, I'm all right with that. But if you're gonna lose the way you did, and you have at the end of the day, the stat line says Saquon Barkley had the ball 15 times in the entire 60 minute game. There's something wrong with that for a team that lacks talent. There's something wrong with that. So my biggest takeaways of the Giants game, and I'll, I'll, I'll summarize in this. First, Saquon doesn't touch the ball enough. He we, caught, he, do you know how many times he got the ball in the second half? Four. Eight. He hit the ball seven times in the first half, that means. What, how is so that? That is inexplicably disgusting and the wrong message was, you're sending okay, to so, your team. Okay, so it was 28-10. Third and one, they run the fullback. Don't understand. Okay, whatever. You make the call. That's your call. You're the head coach or offensive coordinator. You're on Rashad Penny, third and one. All right, you don't get it. Fourth and one. How you don't get – give the ball to Saquon Barkley. How he's not with, even in the – how he's not even in it well, twice. He, well, he was in the play because it was a one-man rollout. He rolled out and Saquon was covered by the linebacker. And, and Shepard was. It was Barkley it was. out in the flat. Okay. It was Barkley out in the flat. But he was covered. They know it. Run the ball. Do you remember the play I sent you on Instagram the other day? It was a six-yard run uh, by the guy on Instagram, uh, Bollinger, who does oh, like Baldy. Bo- Bo- yeah. Baldy. And it was a six-yard run. It was a double spin mm-hmm. for six yards. Yep. That's what I'm talking about. 
He's that great of a talent. And don't give, give him, listen, you give him the ball on third down, you give him, do you think Dallas is going to be third and one and not give the ball to Zeke? Do you think it's fourth and one they're not going to give the ball to Zeke? Do you think Christian McCaffrey's not getting the ball? Mm-hmm. Do you think David Johnson, do you think Le'Veon Bell? I mean, I mean, do you think Todd Gur- I mean, these guys are special talents. Saquon Barkley is one of the most special talented running backs since we've seen, maybe since Barry Sanders. Now, AP, since AP was great. Now, too. AP was great, but he didn't have the elusiveness Here's- that Barry Sanders. Now, the Detroit Lions were an awful team, but they fed the ball to Barry Sanders. They knew you the knew be- he Here- was going to get the ball, and you still gave him the ball. Now, you might have stopped him on first down. You might have stopped him on second down. But on third down, he got a 15-yard run. Then you stop him on th- the next down. Then he'd break a 10-yard run. Then he'd lose five. Then he, But that's what you have to live with. Here, Saquon Barkley is that special of a talent. you got to give him the ball 20 times a game. Now, my other takeaway is Eli Manning and the offense are not as bad as we suspected. They can move the ball. Eli was efficient. His passer rating was over 95. They moved the ball. He threw for over 300 yards. Now, does he stretch the field? No. Because they, 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 they lack They don't have a receiver they that lack can stretch that. the field. They, they don't. It. Maybe when Golden Tate comes back and sh- and things will change. But they were efficient and they moved the ball. Now, the game could have been closer. But the reason why it was not, is, and my final takeaway is, the defense is not good. Mm-mm. Now, Giant fans have to be realistic. I am realistic. Realistic. People are like, oh, you, you're not supporting your team. The Giants are not making the playoffs. The Giants are not winning the Super Bowl. Giant fans have... Do, would it be great? Yes. But that's not reality. Look at the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, The Giants don't belong in the same field as the Dallas Cowboys. That's how good Dallas is. They have a better quarterback. The, the running backs are split 50-50. I don't care. You could go either way. Either way. Yeah. The Dallas has a better offensive line. Okay, yeah. The Giants have a better tight end. The Giants, Who cares? The Giants the offensive Giants line have, has improved. But the G- Dallas has a better offensive line. They have a better defensive line. They have great linebackers, and they have a better secondary. And when you add all those pieces together, they have a better complete team. That's what, what the Giants are striving for. The Giants don't have any pass rush. They have to figure that out going forward, or this is going to be a long season. Here's my uh, – Because this is not Patrick Mahomes at quarterback no. where you can score for points a game and outscore well, the points que- you know, 40 You know 30. that question may be coming soon. If the Giants end up don't know what to expect this week because they play the Daniel Bills. Daniel Jones was and not going to make a difference. No, he, he wasn't. Learns, but unless, it, unless he knows how to cover because when you have two touchdowns with blown coverages, that's an issue. That'll get if, fixed, but that also comes with a young secondary. If the Giants have any hope of making this season not playoff or Super Bowl aspirations, but a competitive season. They got to come out this week and they got to play well against a team that is, it's a winnable game, the Bills. It's a winnable game. But first thing you have to do is get 26 the ball and you have to have him on the field at all costs, especially with Sterling Shepard maybe out, possibly. My, th- my three biggest takeaways, I think it's very similar. The offensive line, Vastly improved from a year ago. I think that's going to be one of our our biggest strengths going forward this season. Saquon Barkley needs to get the ball. Eli played well, played well, and he didn't play to a point that we didn't lose. Dallas is just far more talented and a more complete team than the New York Giants right now. And the Giants defense needs a lot of help. It could be a long season. We got to see how Sunday happens. Daniel Jones... If the Giants lose this weekend, depends how they lose. It could be coming. That question could be lurking. You know it's you know it's going to be lurking every week. But like I said, the Dallas Cowboys. I know we bash. We've been bashing the Giants. I've seen a lot of comments. The Giants have been this. They're bad. They've been horrible. But ladies and gentlemen, let's be real. The Dallas Cowboys are one of the best teams in the league. 
So we're going to do something and, and new. They've been, so, they've been trending this so way. So we're going to do something new this year. We're, each Every week, we're going to give you our top 10 power rankings. Based on the week before's performance. Yes. Not overall, but by the team's performance the week before. So the Dallas Cowboys come into... Yes, a major, What's major, a major blow get, for the New York before Jets. Before you get into that, I think you just for people who have not seen it, there's breaking news. Jet fans, if you haven't heard, well, and NFL, NFL fans, because you, if you're a big fan of Monday Night Football, the Jets next week are playing a home game against the Cleveland Browns. It was a, looking forward to a Baker Mayfield Sam Darnold matchup. I was looking forward to. I people really might was. not know still what you're talking about. Well, Sam Darnold is going to be out for this week with mono, and possibly a couple weeks. That's a huge it's just, blow. It's just the luck. Of, That's a huge It's the luck loss. of. I'm telling you, the Jets and Mets have this some sort of luck. That, bad luck. That takes on their turn. That on not the, only hurts the Jets, but it hurts the NFL, especially. Monday oh yeah, night. because Monday Night Football. This could have been. This could have been a great oh, storyline. Huge. Baker versus Darnold. We finally get this. We get to see him again on Monday Night Football with Beckham coming back, and they just probably lost a half of their mojo. Now it's like, okay, but, uh, the Browns should take advantage. We'll talk about them in a couple minutes. I, for I'm teams. sorry I had to interrupt no, you. No, but no, no. That's something news. that should've... is breaking news. I mean, you look at the New York Giants right now struggling. And then the Jets, they guess what? They just lost their franchise quarterback for a couple weeks through to Mono. It could be a factor going forward if this kid can't stay healthy or health-wise. I'm telling you, it ruins a player's career. Just ask Andrew Luck and the Colts. So our top 10. Each and every week, we're going to give us our top 10 teams. It could change each and every week. Ted, would you want to say your top 10 list? Yes, and I'm going to start, Go from, ahead. I'm going to start from 10 and work my way down. Okay. Okay, my number 10 team, and I chose this. Who's your number 10 quarter? team? Number 10 team was the Los Angeles Chargers. Number 9. The Packers. Now, did you want to go back and forth, 10 to 10 or 9? No, nine? Go, okay. go, go through your 9, ten. I had the Packers. 8, I had the Philadelphia Eagles. Number 7, I had the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Number 6, I had the Minnesota Vikings. Number 5, the Cowboys. Number 4, the Rams. Number 3, the Saints. Number 2, the Chiefs. And I think everyone, if you don't have them, number one. Shame on you. You didn't watch football last week, and you haven't been watching football for the last 20 Were years. Were you watching football last the- Sunday night? <laughs> For whatever I remember, <laughs> um, the New England Patriots are the number one power uh, ranking football team going into week two. In my ratings, that's what I see. Without, without. Do, do you question. have any? I'll uh, ask you first. Do you have any questions with regards to my top ten? And then I'll ask you. Yeah, Philly. Why so low? I don't eight. like. I don't like that they spotted Washington seventeen nothing, um, and then at the end they gave up. I mean, they came back the and the way they close. the way they handled it, and they came back to take care of business. I, I mean, the score says five points, but they were up. They were home. 20. They were home. They didn't start off great. That's a division I, I, game. The Giants started off hot, and then uh, seventeen nothing. No, they spotted. That is true. That is true. To okay. To I don't K- have to, K- no. to Case Keenum. I don't have an issue to with K- your. I don't. I don't have an issue with your top ten. To to be, a hundred percent. You didn't have the Packers. Did yeah, you? I did. I had the Packers number nine. Packers at and nine. I was and Chargers at ten. And the only reason why I didn't have them higher is because offensively they didn't look great, but defensively they looked very good. They looked much more improved than I've seen in okay. the last two to three years. So my top ten, number ten is the Minnesota Vikings. Number nine, the LA Chargers. Eight is the Packers. Seven, the Baltimore Ravens. Six, the Philadelphia Eagles. Five. The L.A. Rams, four, who dat nation, three, the boys, two, the Chiefs, and number one, of course, 
like I said last week, the best team in the NFL. And Ted thought this team wasn't going to win 13 games. Good luck trying to beat this team. The New England Patriots. They won one game. They beat a pretty good team. No, I know it's at so home, and my, you picked the Steelers. My, my, you picked the Steelers to win that game, and the Patriots made them look like the worst team in the NFL. Maybe. So my question <laughs> is, why the Cowboys three? And it doesn't really make a difference because, because it's I only think power rank because it can change week to week. Oh, I think they are the most complete team in the NFC. In the NFC. Are they the, the are they the team to beat in the NFC going forward? Not the NFC East, the NFC. The team to beat to me in the NFC going forward right now, I would say the Dallas Cowboys, but going forward, I still think it's going so to be So based on what st- you're saying, it's st- we are going to have a Patriots Cowboys if for my based top 10 teams could be having the unthinkable, the nightmare situation for many fans of the NFL. Or the Giant fans. No, many fans, because there's a lot of people that don't <laughs> want to see the Patriots again, and we all know how Dallas is. They're either loved or they're hated. I picked the Cowboys because I think they're the most complete team in the NFC. I know the quarterback is always a question mark, but when you're playing a team like the Giants, who defense is pretty bad right now, any quarterback can look good. I also think our the rated- Saints are the team that we oh, we have to keep an eye out just because they're hungry. They want revenge. They want they want to get to a Super Bowl finally and get over that bad luck. You know, and you know what I noticed in both of our rankings? It's dominated by the NFC. Now we yeah, put, now had, we both we had four we both had four AFC teams. We both had the I Chargers, have Ravens. You I have six AFC, AFC. I have six NFC teams. I know. So and why four and four? The Ravens, Chargers. Um, I'm, surpri- me, I'm surprised. Chiefs. And the only reason I think we have the Ravens, which we probably would have not have, was because I know they beat Miami. Anytime and you put up sixty, say, anytime you put up almost sixty points in an NFL game, I don't care who you're playing. Other guys get paid too. That is impressive. They are all professionals. I know the Miami Dolphins are a bad, bad, bad team, but they are, again, professionals. And anytime you could beat a team by 50 points, you got to put them in. I don't it, care it, how it, bad it could, that team is. It could have been worse because Lamar got taken out. Dude, it could, they could have put 70 on. I mean, you think about it, it was 42 to 3 at half. Now, we, th- we bashed the Giants for not looking good, but I think we can all agree that. The Miami Dolphins will be the worst team in the NFL by far this year. I, you know what will be a real fun test to say this week? The Miami Dolphins versus the Patriots. Now, it's a Did nice you just say this will be a fun? You should I'm, get. No, 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 no. Before you say another word, I want you to get a muzzle and get tape and tape yourself Dude, and you. tape your mouth shut after the former, absurd former Belichick coach statement you just made. Former Belichick coaches Ted. do well against him. They, they were two and zero last year. The Titans and who was two and zero? The Titans. Oh yeah, Patricia and um, the Lions and the Titans Ted. both blew out Ted. the Patriots. Ted. And if anybody's watching this currently right now. I want a new hashtag, get rid of Ted. Hashtag get rid of Ted after a statement like that. I can't be having stuff like that. We can't be having. Miami's going to cover the 19. We can't be having nonsense on this show like that, bro. Dude, that, I, I'm telling you. it's. Gonna are be, you talking about cover or just like them it'll, it'll being be, competitive? It'll be a closer game. It will be a closer game than the Steelers-Patriots uh, game. People are texting you right now telling you how, how ridiculous you sound. I'm not ridiculous. You just said that the Dolphins were going to play with the, uh, play the Patriots competitively. They can't be any worse than last week, so they can only go up. Okay, they'll lose 50-10. to 10. No, they're not losing 50-10. to 10. I'm telling you, it's going to be a closer game. Oh. It's going to be the shock of the week. Are you picking the Dolphins to win now? 
Ted, you might we we might have to um take Listen, we might have to take Kenyon Drake. The Dolphins were a better team last year than they are right now. The Ted, we might have to seriously consider finding somebody else on this show. It might happen. New, if, England, if, New England struggles in Miami. If if the Dolphins <laughs> do somehow beat the Patriots, okay, I. I won't say anything. I'll be speechless. But, ladies and gentlemen, let's be real. The Miami Dolphins won't score more than 10 points. They're not scoring more than 10 points against the Patriots. You want to make that bet? I'll go with that. They won't even score again 10 points. They won't score 10 points. Oh, they'll score 10 points. No, they won't. Yeah, It'll right. be like 42 to 10. No, it won't. Mark, you're really serious. Yes. I'm telling you, I'm serious. Fitzmagic is I, was not, I can't believe this right now I can't believe this nonsense I, definitely I was hoping for a good show And the show is already ruined now Because of this nonsense Listen We, we got our power rankings It's only one week So it's week. going to be each and every week It's going to be each and every week It could change throughout But if I had to pick right now The top three teams I know a lot of people might say The Cowboys Why? I know they played the Giants But their defense is nasty their offense, they got a number one receiver. They got a good number two. They got one of the best backs in the game who's not even 100% ready to be himself. And they have a quarterback that has a lot to prove this year. I, I'm still stunned that you made that comment. You're out of your mind. Don't talk to me about sports again. I'm telling you. Speaking of proving, teams... That came in last week with a lot of expectations. Great expectations, high expectations, whatever you want to say. Playoffs, AFC championships, NFC championships, Super Bowls. Well, some of those teams got embarrassed. I'm not talking about teams like the Dolphins. We posted it on this week, and I saw people say the Dolphins. I'm like, oh, we knew the Dolphins were going to be bad. The one team I saw that was consistent, or two teams, were in the same division. They're both in the AFC, and they both got embarrassed by 30 points last week. I had – remember, I, we did – But no, no, but I the two teams four, that I saw yeah. consistently with fans was the Steelers and the Browns. The teams that – completely two different directions. The Steelers get rid of the drama. The Browns well, embrace the drama, and both teams got demolished. I, I, know, the t I know the Steelers played the Pats, but the Titans yes. coming in and – well, that's just slapping the Browns I think that, around. I think that's more. Well, here's the thing. It was really a down to the fourth quarter where the Browns took the lead and scored 21 points and really expanded the lead on the Browns. So we said, what, what we talked about this right before the show. Teams you don't want to start 0 2 going into the NFL season. It's no, 16, it's, not, it's not good. It's a 16 game season. Listen, every game in the NFL, unlike any other sport, is even. Well, college football is close, but every game is so meaningful, especially division games. Now, and then, and then conference games. So we said, you know, what teams need to prove it? You know, because when you start 0-2... Is it that obvious? When you start 0-2... No, but is it obvious or who the teams that are... Well, do you think the four teams that I said before him are the four obvious? Um, I won't mention them yet, but what I was going to say I is... Agree, I agree with... Um, the four teams. Because those agree, four teams all have four. Play, at least playoff aspirations, if not Super Bowl aspirations. I would agree with the four. I would, I would have no... Disagreement on your four teams. Well, well, here's the difference. When you go two and zero, you have almost a sixty percent chance of making the playoffs based on the numbers. That's what that's what the odd sharks say to us. Nah. When you start zero only numbers, you got to play on the field. When you say zero and two, the number drops to twelve percent to make the playoffs. Now we've seen the Giants start zero and two and zero seven, and they made. The, and Look at the Texans last year. Zero and three. Zero and three, and they made the playoffs but at eleven and five. In the NFL, putting yourself in an zero and two hole is not favorable for you going forward. It's, just and especially 
if your team, if you're playing an interdivision or an interconference game, it, it, it hurts you down the road. You're always playing. So who were the four teams? So I said, what are the four teams that desperately need a win this week after last week's loss? And I said, the two AFC teams I felt were obvious, and they're in the same division. It's the Browns and the Steelers. Both of us have – I had them both making the playoffs. I had the Steelers making the Super Bowl and losing to the Saints. Now, we'll see what happens. It's a long season. Mm-hmm. But the Steelers got crushed in New England. Now, I think anyone might have got crushed last week in New England. Good thing the Giants. According not to, according to Ted, he had the Steelers. Ted again okay. was wrong on now, a prediction. Now the Browns too, they lost to the Titans. And who were the other two? And the other two teams in the NFC and and, and the the NFC South with the Atlanta Falcons. Uh-huh. I have that high aspirations for them. Every they, year you do. I do, but they have the talent, so I have to. Why would I think otherwise? Right? They have the quarterback. They have the running back, receiver, the offensive line. The defense is healthy this year. Let's see what happens. The other thing is the Chicago Bears. Now, you would say, hey, listen, Ted, they didn't really get crushed. They didn't, but their offense looked putrid against the Green Bay Packers in the first week. You can, of say, that again. You can say that Now, again. they had the extra days. They had the three extra days with playing the game on Thursday. But they need a win. They need to show that they're the Chicago Bears of last season. So, for me, those are the four teams that cannot start 0-2. Okay. You know, people say, well, what about so the Giants? I'm, I'm gonna, I know the Giants, but I don't look at the Giants as a Super Bowl and playoff team. All right, how about, Sorry, the Bears, how about the Falcons, this? the Browns, and the Steelers for me. How about this then? Yes, sir. Talk to Narrow me. down to the one team out of those four. Who faces the most? Um, I mean, the Browns now with, with Darnold going out, you could— I mean, most of us would probably come to a possibly an agreement that this is the Browns game to win. And take advantage I, of the I injury. Would, I would say the Brown, the Browns. You do. Here's the thing: the Browns have a tougher schedule going forward. If you look at the Browns, no, but for, if you had to pick one out of those four I right say, now, I, I would say the Browns. Two reasons: one, because of all the noise beforehand, the media coverage, everything that started preseason, all the big talk. The Browns are here, to, ready to play. If they go one and two now, especially now going to play the Jets, that would be a debacle. It'd be, it'd be a travesty. They got to win this game now. They have the better quarterback now that Darnold's not in the field. C.J. Mosley's out for the Jets. Yeah, I mean, it's, it may, it's, maybe it's all, out. He's got to go. There's, there's already it's issues It's all shaping up for the Browns to win. take care of business on Monday night. The Steelers, night. I think they'll win. And I, I think, don't. You look at all the matchups, Ted, and all the teams. The Steelers play Seattle. Yep. Could be tough. Very tough matchup. Chicago goes to Denver. Tough matchup. Could be face tough. A, face their former coach, Fangio. Could be tough. Fangio. The Sunday night game, the Falcons play the Eagles. That Great. could be tough. And then the Browns on Monday night could be. I know that that looks like that's a winnable game. But all those teams could easily start 0-2. Oh, absolutely. I think the Browns have the best chance of starting 1-1, I think though. The, I think the team that has... The Steelers is, could, the, is the Steelers just because they got rid of all the drama. They got rid of Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. And they came back to who they rightfully are. The, the One of the proudest organizations in all the sports, the Pittsburgh Steelers. You come in on Sunday night on national TV against the champs to prove that, to prove that we belong with this team. And you get shellacked up and down the field for 60 minutes and don't even put up a th- – you lose 33-3. to three. You have to come back this week. And make a statement against a very good Seattle team. This is a team that has a good defense. They have Russell Wilson. I mean, it's a big. I mean, you look He's at these. He's got to play good. Oh, he does, of course. But Pittsburgh, you got to come in and you got to take care of business because if you go down zero and two, and with Baltimore playing Arizona, 
all signs point to Baltimore possibly winning again, going 2-0. You could be down two games right off the bat. The Pittsburgh Steelers, and Ted, that was your, one of you, that was your AFC champion coming yep. out in preseason. So they got to come in and take care of business. And, and if you know, Seattle's going to be and good, Seattle's you, make good, no, you make a good point because they got a tougher matchup against and Seattle. And Seattle's no slouch. If they go one with two now and the Browns go one and one and the Ravens go two and zero, oh, now they're you know they're two games behind the Baltimore. They're a game behind the the Browns. Yeah. You know you're playing catch up, and we know in the league it's tough. And it's look at Cincinnati. Up. Cincinnati could start off one and one. They're playing San Fran. I mean, right there, you could be at the bottom of your your. Division and a division we all thought would be taken care of by the Pittsburgh Steelers. You have to come in. Big Ben, I expect to have a big week against Seattle. I think they take care of business. If I had to look at all the team of those four, I expect Chicago to come back, bounce back. I expect the Browns to take care of business, especially now with the injuries of Darnold and C.J. Mosley not playing and Le'Veon in question. And the Falcons... I don't see the Falcons winning. I see the Falcons starting off 0-2. They got to play Philly. Philly's a good team. Philly's going to be tough. So I expect out of those three teams, the Atlanta Falcons to be the 0-2 team. It's a lot of great matchups this weekend. There are a lot of great matchups. The NFC Championship matchup, all they've been talking about is that damn penalty from five, six, seven months ago. Who cares? It's a new year. It's a new day. I mean, that game I'm really looking forward to, the Monday night game I'm looking forward to, the Eagles-Falcons game. And then, I'm, of course, I'm always interested in the uh, Minnesota Vikings Green Bay and Green Bay game. You know, for me— It's a 1 o'clock game. Kirk Cousins, you know— can you prove that you're not the weakest link on your team? You can't be a 500 quarterback. This this is a make or break year. And then and of course you know we didn't talk about it, and I know we're not going to get into it. But tonight's game, both teams 0-1. Tampa Bay and Carolina, both number one picks. Cam Newton, Jameis Winston. You both got to show up. I mean, Cam, shut Cam, up. Cam's making comments. Shut the, about, I wish I could say the word. Just shut, shut the, the hell. Just up. shut the. Just shut the hell up and play the game, man. Who cares if you're your best player? Give him the ball. You're not the best player on the team no more, bro. You're not. You're Christian not. McCaffrey is your best player on your team. You have to give him the ball. And then Jameis Winston, do you want to be a franchise quarterback? Do you want to even be on a team next year or starting quarterback, to say the least? Then you have to play well. I think my most interesting game could be a blowout, but I, I just want to see Kyler Murray against Lamar Jackson. I think it's going to be great. The two fastest quarterbacks in the league running around I think it's going to be great I, I'm, I'm very intrigued by that game and Ted's favorite game of the week is the Miami Dolphins against the New England Patriots expect the upset uh, exactly not the giant game we didn't even mention the Giants. and when we take a break guess what Ted won't be back on the next show we're going to have Joe on coming to start welcome Joe <laughs> speaking of Joe he's coming on next are we ready to talk some baseball we are, man. We're always ready. We're to ready to talk some baseball because it's we it's have some we have some major issues that we're gonna have to discuss. And we'll discuss with the it. And we're trust me, if you're tuning in, stay tuned because we will be talking with Joe Aguirre to talk New York Yankees baseball. If you missed the first part of the NFL talk on Keys that I said, you could check us out on Spotify and YouTube as well, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We are Keys to the City from All Noise Radio. We'll be right back, folks. <laughs> Sports, we've got sports here on Keys to the City, brought to you by All Noise Radio. Here's your host, Trevor and Ted. 
And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. Look who is back there weekly. What are you doing over there? Oh, somebody left business cards. Business cards. Well, we might need a new. Uh, I might need a new co-host after you didn't hear. So Ted made a prediction before we get into Yankees, and uh, he thinks the Dolphins are possibly going to beat the Patriots. <laughs> no, 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 I did no. not. I did not. No, say you did. You be, said, "Don't be surprised." No, listen, I, no, don't, don't back away from no, it. Listen, I said, "Don't be surprised" because they do struggle in Miami. Fitzmagic and Belichick, when he faces his former coaches, yeah, does he's, struggle. He's out of his mind. But, a team that just lost like fifty points and thinks it's going to beat the best. But team listen, in the league. Pat sent me a thing last night. Barstool bets every time the Patriots in their career they've been favored by more than fifteen points. They they did not cover the fifteen point spread. They're favored by 18 I think and a half. Out, I think he's out of his mind. I'm taking the Dolphins. Plus I 19. did tell your brother earlier that I believe the Redskins are going to beat the Cowboys this week. I think you're both out of your damn mind. I, I, think, I, like, I like where your mind's at. And, and, I, and the only reason I said that was I, I don't think the Cowboys are as good as they oh – Oh, my God. I really don't. They're good. They're very good. But they beat up on a bad Giants I think they. I think this week they're going to come come down to earth and, and, and realize – I want to say I like what you guys did last night. The jawing with the Giants, that was pretty cool. Oh, and, yeah. No, all right. Know, new show. I'm excited new, about and it. you know what? That's why you're on baseball. So, Joe, looking forward yeah. <laughs> <laughs> comments like that, and we might have to we might have to minimize his. Uh, so, Joe, now what is what is that show? Is that just a giant uh, podcast? It's a, yeah. We we do you know we do cover a little bit of the you know news around the league, and then we also do the whole fantasy element, which I'm leading my fantasy league after week one, and you. I did my picks last week, uh, and I was ten three and one. Good, nice. I got Frankie ten wins. He sent me the thing, Speaking and of- only because I I predicted the Giants to win. I did. But and I, that was think, so silly of me. Speaking, I knew better. And, I, all, and me and Trev won our fantasy week speaking last week. Of, nice. Speaking of podcasts, what have you guys been discussing on the roll call right now with the Yanks? I mean, what's going on? Have, what we've seen from the Yanks, what happened the other night? I was at work, and I saw they were up 6 nothing. I'm like, okay, nice. I didn't know. Then they lose 12-11. They just kept. It, oh. That was a weird game because. Really? It was uh, a very you know, weird they, game. They went with a lot of guys that won't ever pitch, you know. Come, the, yes. They're not going to be. It was, it was a weird thing to do. I, I think he thought he could get away with. Was it like a day off? It, like, it seemed like a day off. Okay. You know, uh, again, for a team trying to win home field advantage, it was not. Aaron Boone's best moment. He he eventually ended up bringing in Britain and, and out of Eno. Uh, and and yeah. that's but you you look back at games and say we lose say by like we don't. This get, one could we, come back we, to we haunt yeah, us. Yeah, we don't get the home field advantage. And you look back at like a game like that. You lose twelve eleven to Detroit. You're like. That's a got to win because say we lo- we lose by one game and Houston's got home field. Well, Houston lost last night. Especially when you're up six, you're up six nothing Uh, against the worst team in baseball. Finish them off. Did you see though? The Astros won two nights ago, like twenty-one to six over the A's. The next night, the A's won like twenty to five over. Their their offense is crazy. Both I mean, offense is legit. First of all, I I look at it as twenty runs in a game in baseball is incredible. I don't care juice balls or not. But then, well, they just broke the home run record again. I think it's good for baseball. I I, you don't think it's good? It's it's good for baseball. No one wants to see three two. It's like soccer. No one wants to see three two. Well, it's unfortunate. I know. It's unfortunate, and I get it. I'm not going to – I mean, everyone's, I think, come to terms with it. I find it funny there's still people that are like, I'm starting to think the balls are juiced. You think so? I mean – Nothing gets by But, like, eight teams are going to have over 200 home runs this season. That's insane. But you see balance in that with the home runs. But it's – here's the thing. Now, maybe we don't have 50 home runs. 
50 home run hitters, right? Yeah. You, you might be on the ver- you might be on the verge of a couple well, guys hitting 50 this year. Well, here's the thing. Yelich is hurt. Trout now. might be Yelich one of them. is hurt, which definitely hurts the home run. Um, oh, the MVP. Race. Trout is hurt right now. Yes. Trout's hurt. So right now it's it's Pete Alonso. And he's a Met, so there's that. Hey, they're still fighting. They're did still, you, they're speaking still, to the kudos to hey, them. Hey, did you see last night that the Mets won nine nothing and had eleven hits? I know that was that was. How about talk about that was special? That was that was uh, that was ideal. That was pretty it's, ideal. It's weird when things like happen, like you know, like mm-hmm. there's always like games or certain things, like Brett Favre. I remember Monday Night Football against. Oh, his grandfather. His, when father, his father died. It, does, it has one of his best, his has, best game and ever. He, like he was just. Chuck, I remember. I was I like got game the ever. ball, but I was like 18 years old and just chucking the ball. Speaking of uh, not weird, is the New York Giants. I'm not the New York Whoa. Giants. The New York Yankees injury bug. Now Toutman's out. What, you exactly? You roll your face. You roll your eyes. You're like, yo, my buddy. Again, co- stunning. My buddy Paul Standish comes into work. He goes, bad news for the buddy Bill, who's huge. But is it? But, like, don't come into work. And start saying bad news. No, but is it really? Who ba- would ever have thought? Is it really bad news when it's it is. when when the team is still winning? No, I, I'll, do you think it's you? Fi- I think you're starting to lean towards. I got, I got something to say thing, about that. That it's happening right now. Who would now? have ever thought on September? 12th of 2019 that having Mike Toutman out for the rest of the season is a major concern for the Yankees because it is. At the beginning of the year, yeah. Because right now, <laughs> your trust and faith is in a guy who plays less than 20 games so far and Mike Stanton to play left field. Mike Stanton? Oh, wow. so I'll say Mike He's Stanton. He's the pitch. Gene Carlos. Gene, Gene Carlos. Carlos. <laughs> or you look like you're about or to. Or is it because they're not going to. Look at him. He's holding it. Not, it works out. Okay, they're not <laughs> They're not going to put Clint Frazier in left field. I don't think they put trust and I don't think they're going to put Tyler Wade. So then you're like, all right, what do we do? Well, with no Hicks, too. I mean, it looks like Hicks is done for the year. He is. So I, did you see the report? I did. He's out. That stinks. Uh, see you with, later. We'll get see in, you we'll, later. We'll get into that. In seven years, but with Talkman out, I mean, it, you know, there were a lot of people in the last two months who had decided that even if Stanton came back, that Talkman should start over him. Those people are... Come on, Joe. Did you? Yeah. No. Well, no, you, no, because I you thought. You know, come on. You, but you, you, you were joking. No, well, here's my. He wasn't joking about the Patriots. No, so yeah. I don't think. Anybody, <laughs> I don't think <laughs> my point was this. I didn't really say starting, but I said this. You would choose when him. Talk, you prefer talk, him? Yes, Talkman. Because when we were talking about this, and because we got into a big argument, I said, how are you going to, because we got into the Severino thing, how are you going to rely on a guy that has not played that much baseball, it takes Wait, reps. Do you think he forgot how to play? No. Do you, hold on. Do you think he's not going to get at bats before he comes back? Not enough. Because we talked about He's probably it not going to get enough. But how many at bats does, does Giancarlo Stanton need? I think at least 50. I don't think so. Joey, take, they say it takes like 81 to 100 Oh, back I'm sure to, it does. I'm just saying when you've been hurt, yeah. to be reliable and you know every pitch and every situation is much more crucial in the playoffs – I don't know. I would put it this way. I'd roll him in and out. Maybe you start him in the thing and you bring top man in for 6th, 7th, and 8th. You know, so you have his bat and you go de- defensively late in the game. Or you don't, because Yeah, I, also, I'm fine I mean, with that plan. That plan's But fine. I don't know if he starts all five games in a playoff series. If it's the first round. I'd probably start Tockman against a righty. It's, it's hard for us to gauge Severino and Patances and... and, and Stanton. Until they get the last two weeks into right, the Right, until you see him in action. I mean, look, if Stanton comes back and he goes 0 for 30, well, then you're going to want to rethink things. If he comes back and he goes, you know, 12 out of 24, well, then, then yeah. decisions are made. Yes, absolutely. So it, it'll be easy. My my thought is, is this guy's been 
This guy's been staying in shape. He's been around the team. He's been taking a lot of BP lately. He's trying to get himself right. He's not going to come back till he's ready, obviously, or he would have already been does back. That, does that help at all with Taubman going down, but Stanton possibly coming back Monday, they were saying? Best case scenario do, 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 is do, how do, this really works. Do you think that's still – does that even everything out? Does yes. that ma- mesh everything? So I will say it this. Does. I will summarize this in my feeling. The Yankees have been dealing with this all year, and we've been like, oh, well, this guy's out and it's going to hurt this. They just keep winning. So at the end of the day, you know what? If we got to have a – if Tyler Wade has to be our left fielder because he's the best defensive guy that we have there, then so be it because there's eight other guys that can produce on this team. Gardner will be efficient enough at center field. Judge, Sanchez, Carnacion, Voigt, Gio, I don't D, think anybody wants Weber. to hear the name Tyler Wade. I know So that. Clint Frazier, I guess, I guess I'm, a little, I'm a little confused by— I'd like him, but I don't think they're going to trust him in the playoffs. I, what, what, what not to trust? I, Joe, I don't think they trust him defensively. I, everything you read it's he's like, looked good since since he's been back in limited opportunities had uh listen, I threw can, a guy out at the plate looked pretty good on I, that play I, know, I saw that was money throw great and now i can only go off of what i read yeah and what i and i hear it's like and everything i've read is frazier will not be on the postseason roster now i don't know if do you think they would go with tyler wade over clint frazier i hope i not. i only say I yes hope, in the not. sense of this i hope not no of the same guy um, who manages the Dodgers because Tyler Wade Dave could Roberts. be Homer Bush when they had him back in the day and his speed, they can bring him in to steal bases. That's what they used to do with Homer Bush. They were talking about in the Yankee like game. Dave like, Roberts. They used to come in and they said, you knew he was going to steal. Come on, don't you remember Dave Roberts? He's the reason why the Red Sox came back to win. He's the most important player on that Red Sox team. Ruined our lives, didn't he? But yeah. I'm thinking Tyler, <laughs> Tyler Wade's speed could be a difference. You need a stolen base late in the game or a run, he might be that difference. I know it sounds stupid and it sounds Tyler Wade can hit. I don't know. Well, then why not Cameron Maben? Well, that's actually really the guy. That's I think. who should be. That's because I be. think he can. I think he could do some pinch running. I think he could play a solid outfield. Who do you think? I think be he'd the, be a good defensive replacement. Say Stanton is in there. I think that could be your your guy to cover basically all the bases. No, I, I believe that too. Speaking I'm, of Stanton, do you think he'll ever gain the organization's trust? Do you think the Yankees will ever just? trust him anymore with- I don't know that they that they don't as much as I think the fans in the media do you think they made a mistake of making that trade for him just because of all the injuries now the contract nobody's ever going to want to take that contract if they're looking to trade him I mean do they have trust in Stan so here's my thought I mean this is the same Brian Cashman that didn't want to spend money on Dallas Keuchel and and Corbin and quite a few other guys that's fine we're winning he made that decision and he knew what was coming with it what he was going to get the kind of player he was going to get in in Giancarlo Stanton so I think if you ask Brian Cashman that question you get a very different answer than you'd get from most other people Again, the Marlins throwing all the money they are in into that. I mean, you're getting that guy really at a steal. You're getting him at about $22 million a year with the Marlins paying the rest of that. So him being out all year, I mean, you could be angry about it. You could lump him in with Greg Bird and Jacoby Ellsbury. I don't think that, that that's accurate. Yeah I, don't, yeah. I think this guy comes back, he starts hitting home runs, and everyone's going to love him again. And that'll that'll solve no, all no its problems going into 2020 and beyond. Does the organization have the trust in him and faith in him anymore? 
I don't know why they wouldn't. I, he hasn't done anything he's or got, said anything that would make you feel otherwise. Well, he's got the player option next year, and we've talked about it on the show. I think he'll opt in. He'd be stupid not to. He's not going to get the deal or the money that he's going to get annually if he stays with the Yankees. I think the bigger question going forward is Hicks. I'm tell- I, Joe, we talked about it, and I, you, I, you know, I kind of wavered with you. I was like, seven years. I'm like, Joe, how you give him seven years? So you're like, oh. ten. It's only ten million dollars so a year. Twenty-two minutes ago, Severino set to return Tuesday. All right, beautiful. He's starting. Beautiful. And listen, the Angels. everything that Love we've it. read is that was what, 22 minutes ago. What ESPN we talked played. about. Severino, I it was in the paper yesterday in the post. That's a good sign Except to see him they, coming back. What they were going to do yesterday, and I don't know if they're going to do it today because we got a doubleheader today, was they were going to start CeCe and then bring Domingo Herman in. I think he's the most important player on the Yankees right oh. now. Um, who? As a pitching guy. Se- who, Severino? Herman. Herman. I think it's Paxton. They were talking about the, I think it's Paxton. the outgetter. That's what they used to use in the, uh, with the Brewers, the outgetter. He's going to be an important guy. They're going to use him as a starter. They're going to use him in the bullpen. They're going to use him, hey, you know what? We need two outs in the fifth. Uh, CC gave us four and a third. Come in, get us the two outs, and let's go. Speaking of Cashman, I'm glad you brought up Brian Cashman because he's made some great moves. Yeah. Made some Great decisions. Not signing Machado, Harper, Corbin, Keuchel, getting Glaber. But then he makes a decision like signing Aaron Hicks for seven years, $70 million. I know it's not it's a cheap deal, Sent- but his he's an injury-prone guy. He's always been this. You give him a contract after a, a home run, a career high in home runs, but his average was horrible again. Then he makes mistakes like that. Two thirty-eight. Is there is there reasons yeah. why people sometimes are like, oh, I love Cashman, and then you see situations like this, and I'm not trying to be like every well, other no, Yankee fan that I overreacts. That. You're exactly right. But Cashman makes moves, great moves, like he's done the past couple years. But then he makes a move like this, and then this happens. You're like, what the hell, Cashman? Come on. See you later. Why would you, I, get, why would I you sign this guy? I don't think he expected when he handed that contract over to Aaron Hicks that suddenly Aaron Hicks Joe, you could have done was, was going to become injury-free. But at $10 million a year— It's not bad. At That's $10 million a year, if he's out for the year— before July 31st, you can go out and get a replacement for him, and you're still not breaking the bank. It, it's unfortunate that it happened later in the year. Obviously, it, it, it puts them in a tough spot. It, the, the deal itself is a good one. Yes, I, the deal's fine. If but he got through the season with his usual couple of stints, the obliques or whatever, you know, what he yeah. usually gets – and he comes back. You wouldn't be. You wouldn't be asking no, the true. question. But you, it's you, the timing of the injury that killed you. But you even you. know, Joe, if it, before he gave this contract, you would have known. If you were Brian Cashman, this guy has a history of injuries. This guy can't stay healthy. It seems like we talked about this when what, he got the contract what, on the thing. I said, no way, seven. Years. Even a guy like you, that's not in the I organization. I would give him the Severino a regular, deal. A regular fan, you had to know that. You're going to give him this contract. But seven it's years. A, why not three? Why, why not That's four? what bothers me is the seven, seven years. Because if you offer him three years, you're paying him $20 million a year. No, I'm no, not no, getting No, no, no. no, no I'm talking, like, like what he just Severino, said. Four years Severino. Four years Severino deal. Four years, $40 million. Or well, three. So, so here's the thing with Severino. You're buying out his his free agent years. That's a totally different animal. Look what Arenado got in you know uh, in arbitration oh, yeah. this year. Yeah. Those numbers have been going up and up and up and up. And they're going to go only continue. You, you, you do four years 40 you'd like to have done 10 years and 100 million with Severino he wasn't going to take that deal because you know Hicks might need uh, Tommy John surgery I don't know if you read that yeah Hicks Hicks. what I say before that I'm sorry Hicks if he's Tommy Tommy John surgery he's out till next June 
I'm telling you, he, he will not be on the Yankees in the long run. He will, gonna, he is, will not be. Is the, he going to be a Jacoby Ellsbury? No, he will be traded. The Yankees not saying the contract, but with the hit, you you can already see like he's gone. All right, he's he's, all, if he has Tommy John again, the difference in those contracts. Oh yes, oh, yes. I know. Right, I mean, yes, you, when yes, you look yes. at you look at, I mean, it's not even the years on Jacoby it's that kills. Salary. It's how much money. Seven years, 185 million. Oh, it's, you know, it's, he's be, getting paid 22 million dollars the last two years to yeah, to, to do be nothing. somewhere where I have no idea where he. Is. Right. Do nothing. I mean, his name is a non-existent name in the I, Yankees. That's a bad contract. Oh, 100%. The Hicks contract, it's not horrible. No, it's not but because... With his, with his injury history, it's... But they some, knew that going in. It's not, listen, it's it, not a bad contract. He was contract signing an undervalued contract. When that's, you look at his potential, that's where what, he should be rated. And I think last year or the last two years, he's one of the top center fielders. And that's why I agree. It's just unfortunate that he has had the injuries. Now, I, but that's I why think I'm, he's too muscular. Too built, almost like Stanton. They're almost baseball. You don't want to be strong. You want to be Gumby. I think you want to Gumby. I'm telling you, it's Ted, better. You made some very outrageous comments today in this show. I would have to. say. I love the Gumby thing, <laughs> and I and I agree because, with you. I agree with you a lot. Watch Aaron Hicks. They talk about him. If you watch like the Yankees uh, behind the scenes stuff, he's in the gym bench pressing like a football player. He's built like a runner. You remember Sean Green? Yes, absolutely. Skinny. I guy from the Do- for the Dodgers. Yeah, he, he had like 50 home runs. He was a on year. the Blue Jays, and yes. then he had four home runs for the Dodgers. Yeah. Right? Yep. He had to me the right body for baseball. He was kind you know, of. Tall and lean. The Dodger now. The same one that plays right field. Corey's, oh, no, no, no. Uh, Bellinger. 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 Same type. Very Bellinger. much so. Yeah, yeah. Little, a little thicker, but same type of loose, tall, lanky with a and lot of power. Look at him. He might win MVP. Those guys were always great at baseball I just, before these jacked up guys started I just showing wish up. guys like, I wish Hicks, like Ted said, give him a contract like a Severino, like a three years, 30 million or something like that. But you weren't going to get that. That wasn't going to happen. Again, those contracts are really different just because you're buying out free agent years as opposed to Hicks was about to, Hicks would have been a free agent after this year, at which point, I mean, he, somebody would have given him more than 10 million a year for four or five years. Plus it's a tradable contract. Do you think they should have waited? And maybe prior, after the season and prioritize who'd you rather have DD sign long term or or Hicks. I think would you knowing have, would you have waited knowing you have Estevan Florial in, in the wings, the heir apparent to center field, or maybe. you know, well, right. I mean, that's what prospects always are. Maybe. But you had that guy lined up as opposed to when you go in, went into the season. I mean, I don't think anybody expected Urshela or, or you know. Well, no one expected 31 injuries. Absolutely. That's true. But my, my, my point is, is they certainly could have prioritized, you know, Dellen Batances has hurt himself because he was in line yeah. for an extension. Did you think Mike Ford was going to be playing? Did you think he was going to give valuable reps? Did you think, like Joe said, did you think Gio was going to be an all, really an all-star third baseman, one of the best players on the Yankees? Mm-hmm. Did you think Gardner was going to be our best outfielder all season? And have more home runs than possibly I don't want to sound like a homer here, too, but I, I think if if you're being objective and you look at the job that Aaron Boone did this he year. He should be the manager of the year. They, was, to me, look, oh, Rocco Baldelli's done a great job. The, the, a lot of these guys have done really well. Tito Francona's done a great job. You know, they've had oh, enough. Absolutely. How can any I, – I've, I think I said this last week. So I, I'm going to say How again. How can you go 31 injuries. If this was any other team, they'd be 20 games under 500 and, you're and completely in, out and of you're it. And you're playing can, for can, the New York Yankees. And can I, can I finally there say – There is pressure can a Yankee, you play for the Yankees. Can a Yankee get an award? 
Yes, absolutely. Can he actually get an award? Because we know that there's no MVP. No, none of, nobody's going to get it. An, Listen, the, the most Yankees. important. Yeah. The they most going to get anything. They, the they, most they, important award is the one World in Series, baby. Get us a freaking World now, Series. Now, with that being said, I think we should at least branch to that. What is the most concerning thing we have looking forward to the playoffs? Because I read the article last I want to wait. We only play two. I want to wait. We, I want to wait on that. We play two games. I want to wait on that. A team that's over 500, and that's Tampa Bay, and that's two weeks from now. I think it's. I think it's the injury, just staying healthy. No, I you told you play, last you week. You want to play good baseball down the but end. That's true. I Just told you guys healthy. last week. I was very concerned about them taking their foot off the gas, yes. and they very much have done that so far this week. I'm glad the game got rained out last night. But they they're, they're trying. Like to, they needed that because yeah, they're it, trying it was, to just mix and match and give guys days off and play. But you want to win games, yes? Because they know Boone knows it, and the team knows it, and they said it. They know how much having the best record in baseball, well, especially in the AL, but in baseball. Well, when every team, every team in the meeting has won at home, yeah, home field advantage is very. And you were like, the NL wild card. No, I think it's the most, the no, most intriguing okay. storyline so, going. For, although, incidentally, the, the Yankees have been better on the road this year than Houston has. And Houston's been mo- slightly better at home intri- than the Yankees no, what I said The most intriguing storyline. what I said last night before. So he thinks the NL wild card is the most intriguing storyline. I said next two weeks. To uh, me, the most intriguing storyline is the battle for number one in AL. I don't think anyone cares about who's got the most wins. I think when you Uh, – I think that who's going to make – because here's the thing. The Astros, the Yankees, and the Dodgers are all making the playoffs, and they're all the – Don't sleep out the Braves. Because the Braves not, are running okay. – maybe going for the number one. I mean, Whatever. What I said is get home the field. team that's You're got, both right in, in a way here. I think the team that's going to make – Are we? I think I, you're the both team right. team that's going to make the playoffs, that's important because you would just want to get to they're the just show. Gonna get, screw them. They're just going to get to the playoffs. Who cares? Not necessarily. Yeah. Because we've seen wild card teams do damage It ain't happening this year. Nope. The Dodgers, the, Nationals, the Dodgers. Okay, here's the thing. The Nationals and Mets both have the pitching staffs to go game for nope. game against any one of the team. Now, they both have the <laughs> Yeah, they don't got the bullpens, though. But you Who know cares? what? Neither do the Dodgers. Oh. But they're talented enough. They're more talented. wrong. But they're more talented than everybody and else. And Joe, Counter, you- counterpoint made. That was good. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I'll do play-by-play on this if you guys want to bang it out. You got the yeah. match. That's great. <laughs> They have Peter. Oh well, I'll just. I, I got Peter Alonso and the Cardinals. And the Cardinals. I think you are a hundred percent correct on that. I mean, look, obviously, yeah, and I. Where think, am I? Seventy-five. I think most <laughs> people understand that the 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 best <laughs> record is between the Yankees and the Astros, and it could very well decide. Obviously, who Who's gets Game Seven at home and who yeah. goes to the World Series. Yeah. So that's very intriguing. But it's not like we're not sure who it's going to be. You're agreeing it's with the. Going to be one or the other. It's it's certainly intriguing. But I agree with you, Ted. You know, there are teams who could sneak in, who could do some damage, who might be able to unseat the Dodgers, and my goodness, that would change everything. Oh, and absolutely. And I think the same way with the AO wildcard. We know the three teams. We just don't know what of the two. I mean, Rays, Oakland, and it Cleveland are separated matter. by what? Well, I think it's a game and a half, two, less than two games. Let me ask you one more question before you go. And okay. It's, it's about the Red Sox because this was a team a year ago that was the best team in baseball by far, and we thought, okay, this team's going to be competing for a while. It's weird because the last time they did this, they won the World Series. The next year, they traded their home team, it seemed like. Jabrotsky's gone now. What is going on with the Red Sox? They get eliminated. No, pre- no press they, conference. They get, they get AL East. They get eliminated this past weekend, losing three or four. They might lose their best player, maybe some, to some, the best player on the team, Mookie Betts. They haven't signed a long-term contract with him. What's going on with the Red Sox? Why do they appear to do this 
every year after a World Series, it seems like. It's weird. Because they've got a different standard than we do. And I don't have a problem with that. I'll be quite honest with you. I just can't believe they fired of... the GM. There was no press conference. Oh, yeah. There was no was nothing. Under... But, but you know who and won... nobody cares. But you hold know on, who, hold, you hold, know hold who on, runs me... the Boston Globe? Their, their owner. Yeah. John Henry. John Henry owns the Boston Globe, what you which say? means Smart. there's no what reporters. What were you going to say? I want to know. Sorry. No, no you're going to say. Red Sox fans are overly concerned because of how good last year went. They're perfectly content with, eh, well, what are pa- you going to do? Because the Patriots are here. Sure. They got the Pats. Life is still good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, uh, again, I think it speaks to, uh, you know, as Yankee fans, you called last year a disappointment. <laughs> You remember that? Yes, I did. And I, I, and I still believe it. This year, if they lost, it'd be sadness. And I like that. I like what you're saying. I'm getting better in the world. This, this <laughs> idea that it's World Series or bust, for me, has always sort of taken the air out of, even when they win the World Series, I don't even, I've never felt like I enjoyed any of the championships because immediately it was, well, let's focus on next year already. We never even enjoy them. They do There's so much sport, pressure yeah. to get to it, and then you never even enjoy it because now you're on to the business of And we're of already talking about defending oh, it. You, we yes. do a show every year after uh, the championship, Super Bowl, NBA Finals. Yeah. Who's they coming, already come who, out. Who's coming back? Vegas odds. Oh, they're, the, they're, they're looking like they're going to repeat The next Red Sox year. need somebody like Brian Cashman who can build from the ground up. Up and, and sort the of only promise they this, they the promise Cashman has they did Cashman has them. one World Series under his belt and what I mean by one is guys that he's paid and earned they, that was 2009 all the other ones wasn't he, he took those the Red Sox oh. had that guy now and they let him go because Charles always says that Cashman didn't win he's got one World Series and that was 09 that it's was like the Tom it's like all the, the other thing. ones was yes. from the font from the other gym. now this guy Dabrowski <sighs> led the Red Sox. To a bunch of World Series, but what's his championship? Hurt, but, what's, won. but what's hurt them is it's kind of like the old Yankees. They have the highest payroll. They gave, and this was a big thing. They talked about the Michael K. Show. You gave David Price a two hundred million dollar deal. Bad he contract. has never lived up to Bad the deal. contract. You gave Chris Sale the big deal last year. You didn't have to. Right Knowing now, that, that this right guy now. has a bad arm and yep. a bad shoulder, and you knew that. You gave Avaldi because he had one good playoff series, sixty-eight million dollars. Sounds like Carl he Pavano. He didn't pitch all season. Yep. You never shirt up your bullpen, and you haven't signed Mookie. your biggest player, Mookie Betts, who's probably not going to sign he's a not, deal. He's not going to play. He's going to wait. No, this he, is what. Dave Dombrowski does. He's going to do a free agent. He's going to go to free agency. Plus, they were showing all the other guys. J.D. Martinez. J.D. Martinez could opt out. You had the kid Pierce. There's a bunch of other guys that they need to resign. I mean, what direction do the Red Sox go in now? I mean, Well, I think that's part of the reason why they moved on from Dombrowski. We we need someone to come in here and decide where are we going. And and I didn't realize. And he also killed their feeder system when he traded away all his prospects for Chris Vail. When he traded all his prospects away for Yeah, they traded everything. They traded away all their things. Cashman hasn't done that. Well, we've, we've killed Cashman because it's like, what the F? Why haven't we made the move to go get this player? Well, because, you know what? I'm going to live with my feeder system, and I'm going to have these young guys come up, and they're either going to grow and produce, or we'll see what goes on next. You know, I, I, I was laughing last night. I guess Sonny Gray had a no-hitter going through six they innings. They gave up a three-run shot. Run right, but right away, you know, all the, you know oh, look how great he is. And it's like, no, he's not great. He's not great. He couldn't pitch in New York. There's, Some guys just can't do it. Exactly. There's a certain standard that pitch, makes it. it. Pitch for, and see, Play, pitch there's for the certain Reds. players that can make it, like a Jeter and Eli, and there's players like a Randy Johnson that can't make it in New York. Absolutely. It's just, it's New York, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. Stop. Oh, because he plays for Cincinnati. He That's had almost why a no-hitter. 
better. Oh, he should have been on the Yankees. It wasn't Larry Rothschild's fault. Shades, that's why Machado didn't want to play for the Yankees either. Not because of the money, too. He didn't want to deal with the Yankee pressure. Come on, bro. You think he wanted to deal with the Yankees? The first game he went 0-3 and got booed? Are you kidding me? Nobody does. It takes a strong human being. To me, me, that's That's why why I think Stanton. What were you going to say? I think that's why Stanton, I mean. I think he struggled so far because of the whole New York pressure. I think Stanton doesn't mind it. Because I'll tell you what, and, and I think you'll see when he comes back. To me, he, know, he knew what he was getting into. I mean, the, the Yankees weren't even an option for him to be traded to, and he talked to Jeter, and they made that happen. He knew where he was going. He knew what he was getting into. He knows what happens when you go 0 for 5 with 5 strikeouts. Yeah, and, he's, and he's always said and done the right things. For I was concerned because him and Judge were so similar with that. They're like best buddies. Yeah. It's been so harmonious in there. I was concerned about bringing a big superstar in to Aaron Judge's locker room. And now Aaron Judge is sharing it with Stanton and with Glaber yeah. and with Sanchez and with Didi. This is the kind of team the Yankees it's have. A, it's amazing. A year ago, the Red Sox were the best team by far in baseball. The Yankees were right there. And think a year later, the Red Sox are maybe in rebuild mode. Don't know what's going on with them. The uncertainty in Boston will continue. But the New York Yankees have still the same team, and the hope is still there. Can I give you one more thought on this? Give us your final thing. You know, look, the, the Red Sox are a good team. Just like last year when we talked about the Yankees were good, but the Red Sox were great. Mm-hmm. The Yankees are great this year. Yes. The Red Sox are good. Tampa Bay is good. If the Red Sox were to get into the wild card, you're, you're telling me they couldn't make a run? I bet you they could. Oh, that's you don't scary. think Tampa could knock out the Twins or, or the Indians? I think the Red Sox could knock out the Twins. Easily. Could or, the in, or the Indians. The, the, you know, somebody the other day said, ah, the American League East has turned into garbage. Garbage? No, the Yankees. Three teams. The Yankees are that much better, and it's making Tampa and Boston look There's bad. Three teams. It, it flipped the script from last year. The, yes. The Red Sox were that good but you see what happens and when the it's Yankees the Yankees. And the Yankees and Rays were both the Rays were a 91 team. When it's the Yankees, people see it differently. Of course. The exact same scenario was last year where the Yankees, the Red Sox were just that much better than the Yankees and the Rays. This year, it's the Yankees. Kind of like the awards. And all season long, that's why I keep saying the Yankees have done nothing but win, 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 no matter what happens, no matter who's out, no matter where they're playing, when they're playing, they just keep winning, and everyone's just like... I don't know. This pitching staff's not. What else does this team need to do? Who else do they need to beat before people are like, you know what? Okay. I think they're good. Okay. <laughs> Joseph, that's where I'm at. Thank that's, you. I, that's a great way to Thank end. You. I love Thank that. You. That's Thank what it is. It right Thank there, you, baby. Round Thank you. I appreciate it. Give it up. Joseph, as always. Have a great weekend. Thank you for joining us. If you want to check out his Yankee podcast and Giant podcast, you can check them out now at Clover. And then you Media can check out well. all the other podcasts if you're interested in any of ours, Joe's. Politics. Polit- well, they got it all. Well, they have it all. They do a bunch of stuff. <laughs> they got everything. Check out the CMG Clovercrest podcast. It's on Facebook. And if anybody else is interested in starting it, their own show, let's if, talk. If you got the guts to do it. You can bring Joe on as a guest. Exactly. I'm on almost every show (laughs) in some capacity or another. It's awesome. Joseph, have a great weekend. Thank you for joining us again. Thank you, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, we're taking our final break. When we come back, college football, week two. Good teams so far, teams that are eh, need some concerns. Who's been the best so far? We'll talk about that all. Keys to the city, All Noise Radio. We'll be right back. 
You're listening to Keys to the City, brought to you by All Noise Radio. Here's your host, Trevor and Ted. gentlemen we are back clovercrest media presents keys to the city if you've missed some part of the show you can check us out on spotify youtube facebook instagram and twitter check us out keys to the city we're back we're back we have no Chaz in this week he's a little busy this week but we'll get him back next week for a massive week four in college football boatload of great games next week but this week we're going to talk about next week we'll give us after we after every three weeks, we'll give us our Heisman top three favorites. We won't do it yet. We'll wait until three weeks. But week two, two weeks have gone so far. I think the biggest question for me is, or my biggest statement is, everybody pumped the brakes on LSU first, okay? I know they went into Texas, Austin last week, in a, cl- in a great game, a classic Joe Burrow, doing things that LSU quarterbacks don't do, which is throw for over 450 yards I mean, almost 500 yards passing. <laughs> but last year, do you know they also started 5-0? and They also started 5-0 and last year, finished 9-3. and Auburn. No. I mean, I was using LSU. <laughs> yeah. Well, I said on the they way up. They beat Auburn. Yes. They beat Auburn on the field goal 22-21. But this is the same team that every year it seems like they start off great, falter down the road. They still got to play Florida, Auburn, Bama, and Texas A&M at the end of the year. I think we should just pump the brakes a little on LSU. Their biggest test always. I know Florida's a top 10 team right now. But Florida, I don't consider a national championship contender. Well, we, I need to There's see, only really six, I, I need said. To, we'll talk about that next week. But I need to see LSU. It always comes down to the Tigers against the Tide. On November 9th. I have to see that. I know it's in Alabama, but I have to see... That's a good weekend. Oh, it's a great weekend. That's my birthday weekend. Is how they perform against Alabama. That's all I care about when it comes to LSU. It's like Michigan. Michigan could be great all year. Ohio State. But I want to see how they do or play against Ohio State. That's what it comes down to with teams like that. LSU's good right now. Number four in the t- country. Well-deserving. Joe Burrow, a Heisman candidate, possibly. We'll see. Win big last week. The SEC, once again, is on top of the college football weekend. But let's relax. We have to see how this team does when they have to go to Tuscaloosa. No, they don't have Yes, they have to go to Tuscaloosa this year. Yes. Let's see how good this team really is when they have to play in Tuscaloosa on November 9th. Yeah, I mean— So pump the brakes on LSU, I everyone. mean, for me, this has been a weird start of the college football season. You know, we had week zero. My team, Florida Gators— one and won, ugly a, won an ugly, sloppy— <laughs> We watched the whole game. game. It was a very ugly— It was game. awful against Miami, and Miami's not that good of a team. No. Then you go, you know. Then you had the Oregon Auburn game, and that was a game that Oregon should have won. They should. That won. was their game. They were up, and you know, Bo Nix, you know, 
A great Ma- ending. Great ending, magical toss. I mean, it should have never happened. The game should have never ended like that. So I don't really know what to take from that because Oregon should have won. They were the better team for about 55, 56, 57, whatever. It doesn't like matter. 57 minutes. But they didn't, they didn't win the game. And it doesn't matter because people say, Ted, who won the game? That's really all that matters. Mm-hmm. All you got to be good for is that final minute. And then you look at last week. Last week was good football. We had the 3.30 game, Clemson-Texas A&M. Now, Clemson hasn't now, looked imp- has Now, Clemson looked hasn't been Trevor impressive. Lo- I should say Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Clemson has looked good defensively, running the football, but Trevor Lawrence hasn't looked like He's this. He's on a pick like each the, of the first two Like games. the self-proclaimed second coming of Jesus, as everybody said. Now, he's, he hasn't now he's looked on, great. He's on a pick in both games so far. Yes. Um, we know what type of offensive talent they have. We know where they're going to be at the end of the year. They ain't playing anybody else that's going to be competitive. Their toughest test was last week. And, you know, what I take away is, you know, they got the big game at Syracuse. They'll win by 25 points. They're projected a a 28 – I think it's a 27.5-point spread right now. So, four touchdowns. I mean, they should take care of business. They don't have a a ranked opponent going forward for the rest of the year. So, the biggest game that we could take away from this whole season, I think, was last week's. And it was the Texas – Texas LSU. And that was a great game. Yes. Great, great game. Back and forth. Texas fought to the end. But the end – my it, biggest, it, why you would blitz on third and more than twelve yards, more than ten. My biggest thing. It was thing. third and plus ten, and you get that touchdown pass. My biggest LSU thing. LSU has been the the biggest takeaway because they've had the most impressive win. But other than that, I don't have anything to take away other than Jonathan Taylor is the best running back in football by Travis far. E- Travis, Aetna. I would I would take Jonathan Taylor number one, Travis Etney number two. Okay. I think Jonathan Taylor just complete. Complete back. Oh yeah, especially when he doesn't have Trevor Lawrence as his quarterback. I mean, and he's, everyone he's knows been there since freshman, and he's been one of the top backs since freshman. And year. you know, and you've known that he's going to get the ball. Unlike where Travis Etienne, he has Trevor Lawrence in the backfield I mean, with two receivers. Do you want to know what their um, Jalen points? Hurts. Do you know what their points uh, is right now? Points. Wisconsin. Do you know they uh, outscored their opponents in the first two games, one hundred and ten to nothing. Have you given up a touchdown? Nice. They always have a good. <laughs> I mean, their competition is not great. Don't get me wrong. But anytime you can shut out two teams straight in a row and blow them out by 50-plus points, that's, that's I'll, noticeable. I'll, I'll take from a college football fan, so far the first two weeks for me have been uninspiring. Nothing really has grabbed my attention. I think Jalen Hurt, Hurts was impressive in week one, but it was against Houston, okay? And it seems like anybody who plays quarterback for Oklahoma is going to put up video game-esque numbers. I, he had a great game last week for about two and a half quarters, Okay. I don't know what else to say. I haven't seen anything that exciting other than LSU won in Texas, I think my, and that was it. My biggest takeaway from the first two weeks is the teams like Texas, Oregon, Michigan, teams that have great program. hype, great programs too as well, great football That's probably programs. the better word. They have great programs, but, but they had not a lot elite. Of, but they had a lot of – People believing and saying, hey, this is the year. Texas, we got to watch out for Texas. Oh, Michigan, that team's going to be they real talented. A, there's a difference Oregon. between good and, and then, being a win. And then Oregon, another team. Oh, they got Herbert back. They got this talented team. All those t- three teams just showed again why all the preseason this is, hype. This is what it's about. There's four teams that are elite in college football. That's really what it is. Well, I know we ain't talking about it, but there's four elite teams in football. And let me hear them. Ohio State, mm-hmm. Clemson, Alabama. And Oklahoma. And then everyone else is right behind. No, Georgia? Oh, and Georgia. I apologize. Sorry. There's got to that, be. There's that's, six that's my apology. There's, there's, Ted, you've been very bad today. You, you must. Oh, stop You it. might need a break. They're five. I don't put LSU in elite yet. Okay. Because what? Exactly. Yeah. Like I said. Because you, prove it. Because yes. we've seen this story before and the book ends the same way all the time. My biggest takeaway as well, 
How scary is this if this hits you right now? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You, you usually have the pen. Put that down. You always have my other biggest either in your mouth or in your hand. <laughs> my other biggest takeaway. Thank you, Ted. Yeah, you're welcome. My other biggest takeaway is, once again, I'm hungry. and I've been telling so much. <laughs> I've been telling Chaz for quite some time now that the Michigan Wolverines are once again overrated. They are not a good. They're a good program. They are not a national championship. Are you saying that because contender. of last week's game? No, because this week, these two weeks, they should have lost. They have not looked good. They should have lost the Army last week. Damn I, Army! I can't believe that they threw the pick. They should have. They should have won that game. It is what it is. The reason why I say this team is not going to a college football playoff is very simply: they have one of the most talented teams in the country. And I can compare this to the Dallas Cowboys. They have one of the most talented teams in the NFL. But do they have the quarterback that can get them over their hump and represent them in a college football playoff or in the Super Bowl? I do not think either one of those quarterbacks, Shea Patterson, I've never thought he was a great quarterback. He was all right at Ole Miss, but let's be honest. He ain't winning you a national championship, and that's how it is. They have one of the most talented teams from top to bottom. Don't get me wrong. Their defense is nasty. And it's they fun. have a good running game, but their quarterback is the most important thing. They have and the coach. And it's funny you say that because when we talk it's LSU. very simple. We've always said LSU is one of the best and coach teams. And that's why they pump the brakes on LSU. And we've always said their biggest question mark is, do they have a quarterback that's good enough yes. to win games? Now, when we look at Clemson, number one, they have an elite quarterback. Yes. Elite defense. When we look, you know, I'm not talking about anything else oh, other than quarterback. quarterback. Okay. Alabama. Yes. Yes. Okay. If you don't like two or whatever. Georgia. Said, you could still say Fromm. Yes. Fromm is good. When you go to Alabama, Oklahoma, you Jaylen got Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Yes. He's a winner. Won. And what I've seen in two weeks is Justin Fields is the real deal. And Ryan, Ryan, Day, and Ryan Day knows how to work his offense around the quarterback they just, that best suits them. They have they just a, beat up a team, a Cincinnati's Cincinnati no team slouch. who could be a top 25 team by the, nothing? Yeah, by the end of the year. And they're probably maybe the best team in the AAC, possibly, and you beat them 42 nothing. That's still an impressive victory. And I, it was know at, it's, and I know it's, it's Cincinnati. Okay. But, <laughs> yeah, because Michigan needed double overtime. When Here's the thing. I've talked about it as a Florida fan. We haven't had a quarterback since Tim Tebow. Felipe Franks is not a quarterback. Now, Texas has a good, a good quarterback. quarterback. T- Texas got a good quarterback in C.M. Ellinger. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if they have enough around him. They've been hurt, had the injury bug in running backs. What do you think of uh, Ian Book? I like him. I really do. I watch him. I well, like, we'll see next I like, week. I like, we'll see how I like his persona. We'll like see how everything. good he is next week when he has to go to Athens. Uh, see, that's another team that's... You, you question, you wonder, because no one ever wants to give Notre Dame the respect because it's Notre Dame, it's a private school. So you know, your team, or, yeah. What? No, that is, that's a true test people for, don't for like both teams. Nor- people just don't like Notre Dame it's because like the, it's Notre Dame. It's like the Yankees. It's like the Cowboys. Yes. You either love them or you hate them. Teams that looked good so far, or you got play, if you could, if you could give if me If Ian a, Book if, is on Michigan, they're a yeah, different team. Yeah, they, they might be a if different Ian team. If Ian Book is yep. on the Gators, they're a different team. Yep. We've seen what Joe Burrow has done for the LSU. Take Ian Book and put him put on... Put him on Auburn, too, and maybe you got... I mean, Bo Nix is not bad. He's a fresh, true freshman, but you put Ian Book there... It changes the ball game. How about Wisconsin? You put him on Wisconsin. Ooh, him and uh, Jonathan Taylor. That's a nice little one-two But we're talking punch. about the top teams. We're talking top about the Michigans. We're teams that have Florida. looked good so far. Yes, sir. Or do you have players? Who Do you have anybody, a team... I mean, I got three teams. I got three teams right now. I got the Buckeyes. Okay, so my biggest... I, I got my Buckeyes. So... 
I'll start with the SEC. It's Tennessee, the debacle down in Tennessee. Oh, that's that's a team that's looked good. No, not looking good. Not, that's what I just said. Oh, well, you want to just looking good? I was who's just, looked good, well, and then another, I can say teams with concerns. So look good. I'll say Ohio State, dominant. Yeah. And uh, LSU. I mean, Ohio I have St- I have Wisconsin too. I like Wisconsin. I want to wait one more week. They play Michigan next week. That's the they're t- home against Michigan. That's one of the other game, big games. Because it's My, it's, it's th- so hard to tell right now when and because Nick Saban got into it with a reporter. When you're playing New Mexico State and you pay them 1.8 million dollars to come lose by 55 points, they're going to take it. They're going to take the money, but it's like Here's he's my, like, we can only play who's on our schedule. Well, then schedule better teams. Here's my thing about – Don't schedule New Mexico State. Here's my thing about – but the teams that look so good – yeah, Clemson's looked good, but they haven't really – I mean, Texas A&M's been pretty good. Georgia Tech, don't know about them. Alabama's looked great, but they haven't played anybody. Georgia's looked great, but they haven't played anybody. LSU got the big win. Oklahoma hasn't played anybody. They've looked good. Ohio State hasn't really played anybody. They've looked good. But, I, I, I mean, you look at LSU. The win against Texas is the most impre- impressive victory all year. So far. So of, far. Of all the teams. And Ohio State has been dominant. They've taken care of business. They've, I mean, Justin Fields, Just like man, Wisconsin he, has. He, and Wisconsin was my other team. When you outscore two, uh, in two games 110 to zero and you give up no points in two weeks – I don't care who you're playing. You're still playing. It's like the NFL. You're still playing a, a, the same type of players. You're playing college athletes, and you beat a team by 50-plus points in two straight games. You're doing something right. Now, the teams that haven't looked good, yes, Michigan is 2-0, and but they haven't looked good. Army, they should have lost. And Middle Tennessee State, they struggled with at times. And I just don't, I'm that's, sorry. That's why I, I think next weekend, more so than this weekend. Yes. This weekend we looked at it. There, that's why Chaz isn't calling it. There well, was, he's busy too. There is, I know, but there really is nothing. There's not a major game this week. There's no exciting games. You know, we, they had Reese Davis on ESPN, and they was talking like, Syracuse-Clemson game was supposed to be a big game. But, but, Clemson, but Syracuse just got annihilated, annihilated by Maryland. Week. Yeah. You know, and so, okay, so that's not a ranked team. Then USC lost early in the season. You know, Got so, killed by Stanford. So we haven't, oh, no, really seen, we haven't really seen the matchups that we're used to seeing. And then Stanford was supposed to play Central Florida this week, and then Stanford just got killed by USC. So it's like... Yes, the games that should have had it'll better. Be the, watch, it'll be the best weekend so far the first three weeks. That's why <laughs> next weekend more so will tell us There's will give us a better understanding of what college football and the teams are about. Four massive games next week. That's why next week's college football will be a much more intricate and more interesting Beca- topic. And we'll have Chaz on to well, talk about the, is parity gone in college football and in the NFL. Yes. We'll talk about that as well I next week. I think more so in college football, but we'll get deeper into that next week. We'll talk about that all next week. Teams that haven't looked good also, and you said it, Tennessee. Man, oh, man. And another team, UCLA. Two teams that have the name. They are horrible, Chip both Kelly. of them. Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly 0-2, but Tennessee is oof, horrible, man. Well, first of they all, lose you- to Georgia State and then BYU. And you were up against BYU. You were up that, by two, I, more than 10 points. I don't care. You lose to a team like Georgia State at home. There's something wrong with that program. Tennessee's in the dumps. They are in the dark days right now. I know Chaz always likes to talk about SEC has been so bad because the bottom is so bad. I don't care about Tennessee with that sense because it doesn't matter. They haven't been relevant for a couple years now since Josh Dobbs. Tennessee, maybe. I mean, Miami's another team 0-2 right now. These teams that names have are just atrocious. 
Yeah. Not good no, team. I, I know. And that's what I think hurts college football the most. Washington lost to Cal last week. I think that's what hurts college football a lot, too, is these big-name programs. USC well, well, is one and one. I mean, save this for next week because we'll I can get into it. We'll talk all about there, it next there week. There really is. But I'm teasing it right now. That's maybe one of the main reasons, too. Well, and, and it's really an, a two – it's a three-conference race. It's Big 12, it's Big 10, and SEC. Yeah. AAC's is garbage. And Pac-12 is garbage. Well, we got to see how. And all the, the ACC all is, depends on. And U- the ACC is garbage. All depends on Utah. Listen, the I a- mean Utah is their only hope right now because a- Utah's 11 in the and country. Here's the ACC is not good football right now. No, the other o- than other than Clemson, Clemson, no. Florida State is no. not. Go- no, they're not. Did, no, did they win they're, last week? Yeah, they won by one. 45-44 in overtime. They end up winning to UL Monroe, Louisiana Monroe. That's another team. We'll talk all about that with Chaz next yeah, week. Not good. Is that maybe the main reason why college football has been down? We could talk about that. You just, it's just, watch, this week will be great. <laughs> no great games, but, but, we'll they'll be, but they'll be good. All right, whatever. So if you missed today's show, you could see Ted's ridiculous statement that the New England Patriots are going to lose to the Dolphins. Did you have any more ridiculous statements? I think you said a couple. You said a couple. Not too good today, Ted. Not one of your best shows. Oh, it was definitely <laughs> one of my best shows. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are signing off. I hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. We'll be back next Friday discussing college football. Chaz will be back. New York Yankee baseball. Let's see how the New York Giants, Jets, and the Patriots all do next week. We'll talk about that. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. Everybody, we are out. Yeah. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.